You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome to Bullscast, your independent Hereford, Hereford FC podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. We, today we've of, of course been joined by Ben Goddard as per usual. How are you Ben? Good morning everyone. Yeah, late night for uh, the Westfields game followed by a hectic morning getting the paper away but all settled now ready for the podcast. Definitely. And we're also joined by another special guest. We're joined by Hereford FC commentator and BBC Hereford and Worcester um, all-round sport, um, Keith Hall. How are you Keith? I'm great. It's good to be with you. Yeah, it's great to have another guest on, isn't it, Ben? Sometimes we get yeah. bored of each other's company. That's it, yeah. Another <laughs> voice, another set of opinions. It's always good, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So, Ben, we'll start off with you. Um, we'll talk about Westfields, uh, as, as you mentioned. Um, just, just give us the lowdown on the game, really. We, we briefly covered it last week, just in the in the, in the build-up to it. So, uh, I think uh, it was a f- first team, 11, um, Hereford 11. Um, obviously, the new players, um, Vincent McLean and Story, um, thrown in as well. But they've obviously been training the last couple of weeks with the squad. So it was very much um, a first team kind of performance in that first half. Um, it's very accomplished. Um, it was two two goals, could have been, could have been more. Um, they really did run Westfield ragged. And then uh, it was good to see the, the first link-up plays between Story and Butlin as well. Um, probably the first first proper game they've played together. And uh, yeah, really exciting partnership forming there. And surprising how quick story is, because you look at him, he's quite a bulky lad, but he's very sharp, very quick as well. Um, and then, yeah, second half, uh, cha- a complete change for Hereford. Um, Trialist 11 with Toby Raisin and Kumar, who stayed on from the first half. Um, he had a bit of a night of it. I think he played about 70 minutes in the end. Um, but yeah, they, they trialists, but they, they did look like trialist team. They, what did wasn't quite clicking, and Westfield got back in the game really, um, <clears throat> took their goal well, and it was a lot more of an even second half. Um, in terms of you know the the Butlin and Story partnership, it's sort of like a, a quick striker and direct striker, quite good contrasts. Keith, what do you think they could provide this season for Hereford? Yeah, I think uh, Hereford are going to be very, very quick on the break. Um, probably counter-attacking, especially away from home. Um, McLean is nicknamed the Roadrunner, and he'd done some sprint tests with the club over the last couple of days and was saying that, you know, he was the quickest. But apparently, Miles Story was very, very close. Sort of, uh, you know, the width of a, a tape at the end of a race uh, away. So, it'd be a competition between the two. Uh, so, I think Hereford will be, be a much quicker team to watch uh, next year, and if they can be as entertaining as possible at Edgar Street um, with those two firing, it could be could be very interesting. But but for me, it was a combination that seemed to work immediately. Um, we haven't mentioned Mitch Hancock's yet. Uh, came in at left wing back, looked very accomplished in there, uh, and it was good to see him getting forward as a proper wing back uh, in support of Lloyd and McLean. So there was immediately balance in the team. All left footers, you know, on that side. A couple of times McLean. Swapped with story, swap swap wings, but uh, for me, it's very very good. Kuya was buzzing around, looked very very busy, and it, you know James Vincent was just marshalling really in, in the middle. You could see immediately that he will be the man that a lot of the players will look to for for instructions on the pitch, almost like having a player coach uh, in the middle of the park. So um, it was all very very positive. In fairness. 
Yeah. And in terms of the trialist, Ben, you mentioned, um, is there any that really took your fancy? You said that obviously there was a little bit of, uh, well, no, not really much cohesion, as would be expected from a trialist team. But was there any that individually you you, you still stood up? Um, not not really that really stood out. And you thought, wow, you've, we've got to sign him um, sort of players. Uh, the centre-half, I thought, was pretty good, but then completely fell asleep for the Westfields goal. Um, and yeah, we've seen quite a lot, of, uh, probably three or four of them, I'm sure, were trialists last season, um, have returned. Um, so yeah, there wasn't, I think Josh might look again at some of them, um, but I, I imagine he'll probably get more trialists in. Um, I don't think any of them would have impressed him enough to offer him a deal there and then. Um, so they, they may, but then it's hard for trialists to come straight into a team who've been playing together for a season. Well, meet, meet a whole set of other trialists who they probably haven't played together at all with and automatically click. So there might be some you'll look at again, and I'm sure there'll be others that are ready to come in for the next friendly. Yeah, and we don't, don't just talk about Hereford FC here, of course. He's not all around Herefordshire Sport Podcast, and they did play Westfields, um, another local side. Um, were you impressed by them, Keith? Yeah, especially in the second half, it was seemed to be more of an even contest. I think they were pretty much blown away in the first period, but it's got to be mentioned that Westfields themselves were missing three or four players, former Hereford player, obviously Joel Edwards uh, amongst them, but a couple of goal scorers from their earlier victory against Caldecott weren't available. Richard Greaves uh, for one, I think Aidan Thomas was missing as well. Um, so it wasn't necessarily their strongest 11, uh, but I still think um, there was a huge gap between the sides in the first half, um, levelling it up in the second. Hereford very much disjointed with all the trialists. I think Kuyar still buzzing around there, so it was good to see him getting as many minutes as, as possible. But um, Corley Cox looked quite useful in number nine. Westfields, I think he, he could probably do with um, somebody alongside him to take a bit of the brunt of the defenders, you know, away from from him because he, he was suffering a little bit. I think Luke Haynes was um, touch tight to him and he didn't really get much of a look in in the first half, but much better for Westfields in the second half. You could see they do like to get the ball down and play. It's a pretty good surface there. Um, and they've been so close and so unfortunate the last two years that they haven't been able to go up. Uh, want of COVID, points per game, you name it, it's all been against Westfields, but in, in arguably they could be even stronger this year in the Hellenic uh, Premier, so they could well go up this year. So that'll be interesting to watch. Well, we definitely, and in terms of, we spoke about it last week, Ben, about the, the atmosphere down there with fans. How good was it to see see people down uh, at Old Bay Park? Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, see 400 odd there last night. Um, excellent for, for Westfields who've suffered so much the last two years with the floods and then COVID door whammy to have that sort of fixture to have 400 and to try and impress people and bring them back to the club as well because obviously when Hereford are away some of the long trips to the northeast, they'll be hoping some of them supporters come and give them a try um, to, to watch some local football um, maybe have a pint or something to eat as well and they've got all the facilities there um, and they, they do play some exciting football. I agree with Keith. I think this season they're going to be better than the unbeaten season they had um, two years ago in the Atlantic Premier because they, they seem to have got that balance right now between the experienced players who a lot were missing last night and the youngsters who 
can thrive off them and play off them. I mean, um, like Keith was saying, Corley Cox would would have loved Rich Greaves to play up, up top with him and Aidan Thomas running behind them um, last night. But obviously it wasn't to be because both them experienced players were missing. But when the league comes, kicks into action, that's the sort of um, forward prowess they'll have to battle against teams. Yeah, so now we can have some audio from the match uh, from the two managers. I think one of the things we didn't have last season was the team playing together on a regular basis in pre-season so it's nice that we could get a full outfit out for today the first half and you can see you know our pace especially in wide areas and, and, and what the new lads are bringing to the team so it was really pleasing and second half we kind of tinkered with a new formation and you know some really good performances um, it's probably a bit more of a trialist team um, second half but there's some really good performances out there yeah I mean obviously we tried to recruit players that know each other I, th- I think um, so the transition's less um, obviously we have our clear patterns of play that we do that um, you know we're changing a lot of things we do this year. So we've got a lot of video analysis videos so they can see what we do in possession and out of possession so and to be honest because we've kept a core of the lads it's been easier for us to transition so the lads know where to be so they can kind of guide them through the game a little bit more and to be fair the pleasing thing for me today was out of everything was the communication and talking you can hear the lads organising talking and pushing each other on so that was really pleasing and that comes with a lot of experience you've got sort of Hancocks and Vincent in there yeah. and certainly you could see them some marshalling and I'm sure that's what you want them to do when, when it really counts yeah I mean you look at the final um, we probably didn't really have th- that too much um, we probably obviously we built the team last year on Dan Jones Jake Wright Giles Coke, Lenny in the team and obviously they'd, they'd gone so then that experience we, did, we didn't have anymore so we've got a young side so for us we were looking to kind of replace that probably get more legs and, and, and just get people in that know the game well you know read the game well pick up balls in good areas especially in the mid- middle of the park which Vinny did really well today so just speaking with Phil Glover after a 3-1 defeat to Hereford tonight against a, a good Hereford side in that first half specifically. Um, it was a tough night for the lads, that's the first 45 especially. Yeah, yeah, Hereford were, were very sharp. First 15 minutes, yeah, very, very neat, tidy, sharp. First, second balls, yeah, very, very sharp. But again, I said to the lads in there, that's, that's what we want pre-season. You know, we want, um, with all due respect, we don't want to be beating teams 5-6 now because you don't get a lot from that you know yes confidence maybe but but that's the teams we want to play against because that's where we aspire to get to so that's what we you know come up against and I thought the lads done well dug in um, obviously very young side um, with lads away from work uh, with work and um, holidays and, and anything else you know so but um, again just said in there you know if, we, if we've got our, our, our senior lads back possibly wouldn't have seen all the lads we've seen tonight so looking for positives and they're um, yeah there's there's loads of them tonight we've lost 3-1 which is obviously the result um, um, you know we don't like to lose any game but it's um, it's it's some massive positives from it yeah we're really happy with but after 45 minutes of being run quite ragged for to have a separate 11 players to play against and then come out so well as they did in the second half that must give you a lot of confidence yeah yeah we said that and, and then we wanted to see uh, how they reacted to it we knew they were going to um, obviously change uh, change their 11 so we knew they'd come out sharp so the lads were you know we had a, we had a game plan that we wanted to, to get on the ball more and, and express ourselves a little bit more um, admittedly against a, a slightly weaker side so um, yeah no I thought we'd done well I thought we'd done well like I said to score um, as well you know it was always good um, I think the last goal was offside so that all that so, so so fine margins and stuff like that but no really really happy with the workout and that's that's what we got to gauge every pre-season on it's what we get out of it you know and, and we, we worked in the week about um, about shape uh, without the ball 
uh, and it was, it was almost a perfect example of uh, a team we've playing against. You know, a lot of possession, so it was really, really good. And I thought at times we, we yeah, we were ragged, but that was the quality of the opposition. But at other times, I thought we kept our shape, kept that shape really, really well. Um, and, and like I say, against lesser teams, if we do that shape, then we'll, you know, that's that's when we'll we'll get uh, positive results. Yeah. So there was Phil Glover and Josh Gowling's audio. Uh, that was great. So thank you very much uh, for them, those two to come on the pod. Well, to have the audio on the podcast, of course. Um, moving forward um, into some other stuff around for with Hereford FC, the play face Redditch next. Um, different challenge altogether. Plastic surface. I'm never a fan of them. Um, <laughs> even, even at the very, very top level, I think it does detract a little bit uh, from the game. Uh, ball just seems to endlessly bounced not as bad as it used to be years years ago um but that is a different challenge plenty of Hereford connections Matt Clark a former right back for the Bulls he's the manager uh, at Redditch um had a bit of a problem I think against Budley uh, this week over the Covid related issue so they had to put their under 23s and the youth team out so they lost that 3-1 um but they had a good result prior to prior to that one uh, when they beat Wolfrunians and I think they won on the opening uh, friendly so um, he'll get them up and running. That's his nature. Uh, and it'll be a much better contest, I think. Whether Josh sticks to uh, a stronger 11 in the first half and switches to trialists in the second or whether it's going to be a mix and match, uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But uh, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to keep go- going with what you've got, the way it's set up at the moment, because it does give you the, the players real impetus, I think. When they come onto the pitch, they already know you know, what their roles and responsibilities are. They know each other. And it, as a fan, you can see what Hereford are all about then, right from the kickoff. And then you can see if any of the trialists are likely to fit into that. Yeah. Ben, what, what are you expecting from, from Redditch? Yeah, I agree with Keith, the continuity of having that first 11 in the first half and then feed the trialists in the second half. Um, I imagine it would be pretty similar from the Hereford side. Um, hopefully have... Um, Likes of Tom Owen Evans, George Forsyth, Jan Klukowski, who were all missing last night back. Um, Josh said they, they were suffering from illness, some of them, or unavailability. Um, but the 3G surfaces, the teams that play on them, tend to have a very good home record um, because they, they, they're unlike anything that Hereford will, have trained, will train on or play on, really. Um, and they do, the, the surface is a lot quicker. Um, and teams at, at their level, they may struggle against um, if, if on a 3G surface. I know Pegasus love their 3G surface, and when teams come to, um, we'll hear from the Pegasus manager later. But when they come to School Lane, they um, they really struggle the away teams because of the speed that Pegasus can attack on the 3G surface, um, and and on the counter attack, teams do struggle um, that aren't used to playing on 3G. So there may be a little bit of that, but then obviously it'll be um, more of a fitness test as well than if it's on grass. It may sit up a bit more slow, so the game bound on grass where there's there's no let up on the 3G. Yeah. Uh, next up after that is the Shrewsbury game. So that's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. It's always rivalry, isn't it? Um, A49 derby. It's a bit of a loose term, but <laughs> um, it'd be good. I mean, Ryan Bowman uh, is you know, scoring now for them after his move from Exeter and um, scored famous goal for Hereford or two, I think it was against uh, Shrewsbury in the FA Cup tie uh, a few years back when he was uh, a bull. Um, so it'd be good to see him back at, at Edgar Street, but um, 
a different style of play. I think they're a lot more of a direct side football league, uh, so they'll be, they'll be expected to beat Hereford. So I think it'll be a challenge for for a lot of the Hereford players to say, "Hey, hang on, hang on a minute, uh, I know what this is all about," and um, uh, a chance for the trialists. Then they really would have to shine, I think, uh, to make an impression against them. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, and they also played Telford last night, Ben, um, and they won by three goals to two. Um, how much do you think, you know, Telford playing similar levels, um, you know, will provide, you know, a little bit of a hope for Hereford they did get two goals in? Yeah, definitely. I think Hereford will be looking at that and saying we, we can do something similar um, at Eggers Street. Obviously, Shrewsbury will be another a week, another week, um, well, another, yeah, a week uh, into their pre-season, so they may go on, on to another level. Um, it's always hard to say pre-season who's playing what or doing what. Um, so there may there may be Shrewsbury players that will come in that didn't play last night. So that's one to watch. But yeah, it's it's exciting. Um, it's a crowd draw, isn't it? Shrewsbury with with the historic rivalry. Um, so yeah, it should be a good good seat, a good crowd at back at Edgar Street as well. Um, and hopefully hopefully there'll be no restrictions as well because obviously after the nineteenth, so um, there'll be no. Hopefully, no need to wear masks, or but there may there may be um, enforcements that the club choose to bring in. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the club website for that, and obviously tickets and entrance how to get in on Tuesday night. Yeah, definitely. Um, but let's just have a talk about Peg- Peggy in general, uh, Ben. Yeah, Pegasus. So um, I went to watch them play against Tiverdale on uh, Saturday, and um, Tiverdale obviously the step above them. In the, in the football pyramid, Midland side, so they're obviously quite physical. Um, and Pegasus really showed showed, um, showed themselves well. Um, they, were, they were missing quite a few players. Um, a lot of their first team, um, they're more um, dynamic players and creative players, like the forwards, and they were missing quite a few players. But they uh, they probably should have got a draw against... They, they were 3-1, uh, they suffered 3-1 defeat in the Antividale, but it was mainly down to Tivdale goalkeeper who stopped about three or four one-on-ones. Um, so they, they battled really well and um, and you'll listen to the manager really. And um, But they, they, they want, they're targeting um, promotion. They want to win that league and get up to step five with Westfield and Lads Club. Um, so it'll be exciting to see how they get on. They really do like the 3G surface that was installed two years ago at Old School Lane. Um, and they haven't had a full, a full season on it yet. Um, both both seasons were curtailed, um, so it'll be interesting to see. They'll probably struggle more away from home than they will at home. I think um, they'll admit that themselves. It'll be their away form that will carry them to the title. I don't think they'll be worrying too much about their home form because they just they play teams off the pitch there, um, teams that aren't used to the 3G and the way they play and the fast pace um, because they're a very, very young side as well. And um, yeah, exciting. Worth what worth a watch, definitely. If you get a free afternoon, um, and as are all the Herefordshire sides, really Wellington, Lads Club, Westfields, Pegasus, they all play a really good brand of football. Lovely, lovely uh, clubs with nice clubhouses, and worth an afternoon out to watch them. Definitely, definitely recommended. And uh, Keith, we'll we're going to move on from football now, uh, to cricket. Um, and Herefordshire cricket won again this week. Yeah, really good. I've had a, a great season and uh, I'm looking forward actually to playing Worcestershire at New Road. Uh, that's a week on Thursday uh, as we do the podcast. 
um, playing in a 50-over warm-up game for that uh, Royal London competition uh, against the first team 11 at Worcestershire. So that'll be a really good test. I remember the days of watching Middlesex and Somerset and uh, Durham in the, I think it was in that West in those days. Um, so, yeah, it'd be like old times, really. I think Graham Hick played for Worcestershire the last time the two sides clashed in it uh, on a cricket ground. So um, a few memories there, but uh, that'd be something to look forward to. Um, I, it's just a shame that there isn't a route through, as there used to be every year if you did win the minor counties. You used to be able to play uh, some of the top counties properly, as it were, like the FA Cup, really. And you sort of get through and you, you're going to play the big boys. Uh, I didn't agree when that was stopped. So in a way, this is a sort of a throwback. Um, and uh, I think it's, it, it might show up a few times. I think every county is doing having the warm-up game. So it might show up somewhere along the line. Uh, but whether that will change things uh, in, in uh, Cricket HQ, I doubt very much. But um, it would be good to see you spread, spread things around a little bit. I think we, the, the, the way the FA Cup works with the underdogs, uh, I think that's still relevant to cricket. Yeah, it would be great to see, you know, Herefordshire you know, play Yorkshire or, you know, Essex or Surrey or a big county, because um, I'm sure it would draw a big crowd in, in, over here. But uh, Yeah, I mean, we've had big yeah. crowds. I think I played at Lucktonians, Rockhampton uh, in the past, um, many years ago it is now, but um, I'm sure that would still happen if they were to get to, to get a decent draw in, in a first-team competition, but you know, we, we take what we get and it's New Road. And I always uh, love going there. I used to be a member many moons ago when Ian Botham, Graham Dilley and Neil Radford and that sort of player, Tim Curtis, uh, were playing back in the day. Um, and so I always love going to great ground. I think probably one of the best grounds in, in the country to watch uh, watch cricket. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Bullscast, the independent Herefordshire sport and Hereford FC podcast. Thank you very much, Ben Goddard, for joining me. No problem. Thanks again. Yeah, and Keith Hall. Hopefully, we'll be seeing you more soon. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks very much. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Make sure to check us out on Spotify and Anchor and more platforms coming soon. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs>